mic go? There's your mic. What do you think about the coach here, so? Oh man. Let's let's just touch on the Packers to start off. I don't like to hire. Um, I just feel like we should have gone after someone a little more experienced, maybe a former head coach. Um, Matt Lafleur, from what I've read, is a great offensive mind. He's he fits the mold of what the NFL is trending towards. But I don't think he's the great fit for a personality like. Aaron Rodgers. How do you like it? Well, with the uh, the way the NFL has been training recently, going after these young, hot offensive minds like a Sean McVay in, you know, L.A. Uh, I mean, the Rams took a chance on him, and it's paid off, like, really big. And the Packers did the same thing with Matt Fuller. Like, yeah, of course, he had an up-and-down season with Tennessee, um, but I mean, you have Marcus Mariota and Blaine Gabbard as your quarterbacks too, so that has a lot to do with it. And I think Marcus Mariota is a great athlete. I don't necessarily think he's a great quarterback. Um, and Blaine Gabbard—I mean, I don't even think I needed to give in the detail of Blaine Gabbard and his career. Uh, I—it's one of those boomer busts for me, like. I think if, you know, if he starts off and he has a solid year next year, then he's just going to build momentum on it and it's going to keep getting better and better. But if they come out and they go, you know, 5-11 and 11 or 6-10, and 10, then he's never going to be able to rebound from it. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of those guys that, that really needs that, you know, momentum to sustain success. And uh, like I said, it's, it's a boomer bust. So they're either going to be really good or, or he's, gonna flame out and he'll be you know working at IHOP in three years <laughs> I really hope uh, I hope we, we can be among one of the top offenses much like the Rams and one stat that people keep saying that is a great like a silver lining for the hire is the expected passing percentage uh, percentage for uh, the expected it's like a next gen stat and so essentially, if he had a better quarterback, the completion percentage for the offense would be a lot better. I don't. I think that's all bull crap. So, uh, well, the, yeah. Well, the thing is, is that I mean, one of the main issues with Mike McCarthy was him and Aaron Rodgers butted heads over the play calling, and. I wonder if that's going to be the problem with Matt LaFleur. Is that can him and Rodgers get on the same page and, you know, not butt heads about play calling? Because I like Aaron Rodgers, but he does have an ego. Mm-hmm. And Very true. I mean, that's a, are you going to be able to, to, uh, to do what you want to do and keep your quarterback happy at the same time? Yeah, and part of the reason why he left St. Louis was because he wanted to call plays. So it could get ugly before it gets beautiful in Green Bay. Do you like the Cliff Kingsbury hire by Arizona? I do and I don't. Um, I 
think Cliff Kingsbury is a great offensive mind. I don't think anybody else ever doubted that. Uh, and even though Mike Leach had sustained success in Lubbock there at Texas Tech, Kingsbury can never do the same. It's really hard to recruit there simply because of where they're located at in Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. He's going to have a lot more to work with in Arizona than he ever did at Texas Tech. <laughs> but never been an NFL coach. He's never you know, had the uh, the opportunity to, uh, to run his own franchise, per se. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I think him and Josh Rosen can do great things. But I also think that they're in a division where you can win eight games and still finish last. I agree. Uh, I agree. And so, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think the 49ers are going to get worse. I think they're going to get better, especially with Garoppolo coming back next year. And uh, hopefully Nick Mullins, you know, becoming a quarterback somewhere else. Uh I don't know. I mean, it's going to be tough. You're going to have to deal with the Rams twice a year and Pete Carroll twice a year. So, and then you have to throw the 49ers in there. Um, it's going to be hard. And if he can get some receivers to complement David Johnson and, and, you know, help develop Josh Rosen, then, uh, then they can definitely be in some shootouts. I don't know. That was his problem at Texas Tech. He could never get a defense. And so uh, that's going to be key there in Arizona. I don't. I really don't like the hire. Well, I don't like the situation more so than the hire. Um, I feel like this is going to put a bad taste in everyone's mouth because Kingsbury will not be able to win on his first contract in Arizona just because of the way that the other teams in the division are trending. Um, so this will likely be a. Uh, a one contract and out thing unless they really want to invest in him and give him time but a uh, the NFL is not a will give you kind of will give you time type of a uh, type of league um so do you like I mean the Browns gave X in three years so I mean I think he should get three years regardless <laughs> of the record that's true so staying in the NFC Bruce Arians, this is the guy you said was going to end up in Tampa. You said to look out for, and it happened. How do you feel about it? <laughs> I um, I really like Bruce Arians. I really do. Um, I mean, all the pieces fell into play for him to end up in Tampa, which is where he wanted to end up. I don't know why, but he wanted to go to Tampa. And, uh, if he can make Jameis Winston a competent quarterback and keep the drama at a minimum, then uh, then I think they have a chance to, to be uh, you know a playoff contender in the NFC. Because like I've told you before, their defensive line is, is really good. Um, if he can form a, a you know a formidable back seven on that defense, then I mean they have the weapons on offense, especially in the passing game. To, uh, to move the ball and put up some points. Uh, I do think they need to find a, uh, a permanent and uh, thoroughbred running back. Um, I don't think Peyton Barber is the answer long term. Uh, I think they can be really good if, uh, 
if he can build a, a roster around whoever he wants to play quarterback, whether it's James Winston or somebody else, uh, I do look for them to go hard after Nick Foles this offseason, though. Really? I, I never thought about that. I thought they were going somewhere older, like Flacco. Um, so, James Winston, from what it sounds like, is Bruce Arians' QB of the future. Um, with him being like 60, 66, he doesn't really fit the mold of what the NFL is trending towards. Um, so do you think that kind of him being 66 is the stability that the franchise needs as far as, um, cause they had pretty young coaches, um, since Lovey, Lovey Smith has left, but I mean, not Lovey Smith, um, Who did Dirk Cutter replace? Lovey Smith was there before Dirk Cutter. He was? Okay. Um, yeah. And they went young then. Now they're going older. Uh, you think this guy will get Jameis Winston in line just because he will command a respect or demand a respect? Honestly, I think that between Bruce and uh, Byron Leftwich, who retired as his offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Between the two of them, I do believe that they can settle him down enough to where you know he can uh, he can be a, a decent NFL quarterback. And uh, the problem with James is, you know, I mean, he hasn't been healthy every season. Um, you're going to have to protect him with the offensive line, but also you got to get his head right to where there's no off-field drama where it's. 100% football 100% of the time not 70% football 50% of the time um, I do think that if they can get his head right then yes that because uh, he has a, he has an arm um, and I believe you can develop the offense enough to where you, you maximize his strengths and you take away his weaknesses to where he doesn't have to read a defense and he's not going to have to force the ball um, I do believe that's part of his problem is that when some of these defenses show him one thing at the line of scrimmage and then another thing when the play starts, that that flusters him and uh, he can't go through his progressions like everybody else can. All right, all right. So now we've wrapped up everybody in NFC. Um, let's go to the AFC. Do you like the Browns? Higher, pretty yes and no. Um, I do believe that it's going to be a comfort level for Baker Mayfield to have somebody that he knows, um, to help him develop. Uh, it's really going to depend on what Freddie Kitchens puts around him. Um, as far as a coaching staff, um, I don't know necessarily yet. Experience, he's going to be able to, to run a team by himself. That's why I said he's probably going to need help. Uh, I, I think the only reason he got the job is because of the way Baker Mayfield played the last two months of the season. Wow. I, I thought that he got the job because Mike McCarthy wanted to sit out. And he made that clear to the Browns before it was publicly announced or publicly reported. Um, 
But I don't know if I don't know if Freddie Kitchens can run can run an offense or run a um, a team like you said. So he's gonna get some some veteran assistance around him. And honestly, I would call and I mean they've been in contact. I don't know if he's ever gonna get if he's gonna get the job or not, but Daryl Bevel, the former offense coordinator in Seattle, um has interviewed with Freddie Kitchens to you know, be on that offensive staff and I do think you're going to need somebody like him uh, that has experience in the NFL to uh, to help you and uh, that's what I told you it's going to depend on the staff he puts around him there in Cleveland <clears throat> because you're already going to be in a killer division um, so we'll see though I mean I don't hate the hire uh We'll see how it plays out. They took a chance, kind of like Cardinals did. Um, and we'll see how it works out. The Bengals look like they're going to hire Zach Taylor, a former assistant in Seattle. Um, and that's why I think Daryl Bevel is going to end up being the OC for. Um, but how do you how do you like that hire? For the Bengals, it's good. Uh, they went completely away from Marvin Lewis and Hugh Jackson. They didn't go in-house at all. Uh, I just don't know if Zach Taylor's ready. Uh, and I told, as I told you before, the, the roster in Cincinnati is pretty much in the shambles. Uh, I mean, is Andy Dalton going to be your quarterback? Uh, <laughs> I mean, so... I mean, you got your work cut out for you because he's about as consistent as Dak Prescott. Um, I uh, I don't know, dude. I um, Zach Taylor is uh is iffy for me. That's that's probably the least sexiest hire in my opinion so far is him. Um, if they hire him, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't really like him for Cincinnati, but uh, I'm not a Bengals fan, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't like to hire as well. I think um, they should have gone a different direction. Someone that is experienced in building a roster, building a team, as you said, to, as you spoke about. Um, they don't have anything other than um, an inconsistent quarterback, a uh, a muddy backfield as far as who their running back, or the, who their lead back is, and AJ Green, uh, inability to stay healthy. Um. But now we're moving on to the Jets and Adam Gase. Do you like the Adam Gase hire? Because I don't. I love Adam Gase. I don't think the Jets are the perfect fit for him. Uh, I would have loved to seen him end up in Arizona or Cincinnati. Uh, I don't know that there's enough there to uh, for him to win consistently. Uh, he's going to have to build it, and they're going to have to give him time. And I do believe it's best for for Sam. Uh, but the running game is pretty much non-existent. The receivers are a bunch of no-names. Um, they need to make some splash, like, free agent signings this offseason to give him something to work with. Uh, the defense... Even under Todd Bowles, was not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, are you going to keep 
you know, Josh McCown or Luke McCown or whatever McCown brother is, are you going to keep him as a backup? I mean, dude, uh, I do believe you could benefit from a veteran like Joe Flacco uh, to back up, uh, your, you know, your star quarterback. Right. Uh, but it's really going to depend on if uh, if he can build enough of a roster there in, in New York to uh, to compete with the Patriots and uh, and see what they can do. Because I mean the, that division's wide open outside of what you have in New England. And Tom Brady's not any younger, contrary to popular belief. Um, so I don't know. I mean I think the the Belichick dynasty there in New England is slowly dying. Uh, so I mean we'll see. I uh, I love Adam Gates. I just don't know if this is the best situation for him. I agree. I agree. All right, so the Broncos went out and got Vic Fangio. The complete opposite. They're moving more like the Buccaneers are. They went with an older, experienced NFL guy. But he's defensive-minded. Why do you think they went with the defensive coach? I think John Elway did somebody else uh, he went with the best available. And, uh, Big Fangio yeah, I just didn't think he'd be Denver. But he does have some key pieces there on defense to uh, to have a star for the defense. Problem is, is that you aren't facing NFC North teams anymore. Um, so you don't get to face Matt Stafford twice a year. Uh you get to face Patrick Mahomes, Philip Rivers twice here, and uh, it, it's going to be difficult. Uh, it's really going to depend who he puts on his offensive staff, and if Case Keenum is going to be their quarterback for the foreseeable future. I do think the at the quarterback in this draft, um, but you're going to need a quarterback. Somebody gets the ball to Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton and uh, help complement that running game because I do believe that Royce Friedman and Philip Lindsay will be the best duo of running backs in the NFL in three years. Um, you just got to find a quarterback. That, that was the problem. And John Elway, one of the all-time great quarterbacks, can't seem to find a quarterback, and that's funny. The irony. Uh, the irony. <laughs> And so now I do believe that, I mean, the quarterbacks, they've, they've used, you know, Paxton Lynch and uh, Trevor Simeon and Brock Osweiler and, you know, Case Keenum. I do believe out of all of those, Case Keenum is the most qualified and he's the best quarterback. But if you rank Case Keenum of the all-time quarterbacks in the NFL, he would be, like, way down on the list. <laughs> uh, and if you compared him to quarterbacks that are now starting in the NFL, uh, the only quarterback – of is Dak Prescott and Jameis Winston. Um, he's actually kind of tied with Andy Dalton, in my opinion. Uh, and, and I'm ranking Blake Bortles ahead of Case Keenum, so if that tells you something. Uh, this is awful, man. It really is. Um, so, it's, I love Santiago. Awesome. Uh, he just has to develop an offense, and it's either going to be his rise or his downfall. And right now, I'm leaving for the ball. Man, I heard you say that they needed to get an in- 
get a quarterback this NFL draft coming up. Um, this is not the year to need a quarterback because I don't like this draft class at all. This quarterback See, it's class. It's the exact opposite for me. Like, I do believe, and I don't care what Mel Kuyper and Tom McShay think. Um, shout out to you guys, by the way, if you ever listen. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't believe that uh, that this draft class is that bad. Uh, I do believe that in the right system, you can have franchise quarterbacks like Will Greer, like Ryan Finn from NC State. Um, if some of these guys get you know, in the right system with the right coach, you're talking about Hall of Fame player potential if it happens. Um, and so, depending on who they go with as an offensive coordinator and who they hire as their offensive staff, like, for example, if Hugh Jackson was to end up in Denver, which I don't think it's going to happen, I'm just shooting that out there, then it doesn't matter who the damn quarterback is. They're not. They're going to suck. So, um, I really do love the draft class. And uh, if somebody like, you know, Will Greer or Garner Minshew or Clayton Thorson, Jared Stidham, anybody, uh, I forgot about Daniel Jones at Duke. You got Dwayne Haskins. Uh, one of those guys ends up, you know, in the right system. They're going to be really, 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 really good. And uh, they said the same thing about the quarterback class a few years ago. Then you had Mitch Trubisky going in the first round. And, I mean, he's turned out all right because Matt Nagy knows how to coach a quarterback. That's very um, true. So, like, like I'm telling you, it's just, it really depends on the system and who the guy is. Uh, I mean, people who hated Jared Goff now love Jared Goff because of Sean McVay. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how it works out. But uh, it's really going to depend on who Vic hires on his offensive staff. And uh, if he's learned anything from John Harbaugh and from Matt Nagy, coaching staff. So, after these uh, games over the next two days, we'll be touching base again with the recap of the games and see where we went right, where we were right, and where we were wrong. Um, best of luck to you in going uh, 4-0 this week. Not really. Well, it can, it can only get better. Really, it can <laughs> only get better. I, uh, if anybody's betting on the games through our podcast, you might want to pick against me. So... Um, <laughs> Maybe somebody can be millionaires because of our podcast. So, uh, best of luck to you as well. And uh, I will definitely be talking throughout the day. And uh, we'll definitely do a podcast after the games are over with one day next week. All right, man. Appreciate you, Mike. All right, buddy. Take it easy. All right, peace.